We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamraz. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. And while there are issues we all need to face. We don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Jen. How you doing today? I'm doing well, Angelica. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing real good. Back at work. Uh, how Absolutely. was your vacation? It was good. It was good. Um, I went, I mean, most of the time I was mostly in Buckhead and Midtown in Atlanta, but it was like my first time okay. as an adult, so that was a lot of fun. You know, I was with Marcus Bougia, so all I really did was eat uh, nothing too exciting, <laughs> but it was really cute. Like, I thought that uh, Atlanta was going to be, like, love and hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? But it was nothing like mm-hmm. that. It was really nice. It was the weekend of the Bronner Brothers hair show, which is a big deal in Atlanta. So everybody thought like we were hairstylists or that we knew people. But yeah, it, it, it was really chill. I, I was excited because I was like, "Wow, I'm looking like nothing right now." Y'all think I'm like stylist, like, but okay. How's Vegas? Hey, I know that's right. <laughs> right, right. How's Vegas? Vegas was absolutely fantastic. Like I tell everybody, the best way to to describe it was like a dream come true vacation. I've been in Vegas a few times before. This is like my third time coming, but this this time it was much different. I don't know. It was just, it was the bomb. But, yeah, back back to reality. Back Did you have have lots of sex? Lots of sex? (laughs) You know it. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) But I'm not pregnant though, so we just don't. Oop. <laughs> but yeah, I did have a good time. I did have a really good time. Oh. But anyways, y'all, this is your host Angel Vandrina, and I'm your co-host Jean Mosby, and you are listening to Confession Session. Confession Session. <laughs> See, and I did it right this time, but you won the no, game. No, you still so didn't do it right. I'm going to let you play your games. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'm going to let you play your games. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to thank everybody that, that's tuning in this week. We appreciate the love and support. Don't be afraid to share, tweet, retweet, and like our post in regards to confession session. And if you know someone with a secret or someone that needs to get something off their chest, have them call the show because we want to hear it all. Also, make sure you all like our fan page, confession session. You know, we just want to thank y'all all for listening. And, Jim, did you want to get into our question of the day? Yes. So our question – oh, really quick, I wanted to add it in also. Uh, if you listen online, because I know there's a couple people that do listen online, uh, during the time where we open up the lines to have a discussion, a conversation, the number is 516-595-8282. I feel like we never really say the number, but, again, it is 516 516- Five nine five eight two eight two, and I'm also going to say it later on in the show. But yes, the question yes. of the day is: Is it better to be politically correct or brutally honest? Yeah. We're gonna, so we're going to get straight into the topics. Was there anything else you want to say first? Nope. We're you know we're going to be taking calls later on throughout the show, but 
you know, right now we're going to get into those topics. All right. Donald Trump, I feel like we talk about him every week. It's starting to get annoying, but at the same time, <laughs> I also like to report on Donald Trump just so people can see how much of an ass he really is. It's like the more you see him fuck up, the fuck up, the more I would hope that you come to senses as the kind of person that he is. But recently in a rally in Michigan, uh, the Republican presidential candidate said in a message to African-American voters that Hillary Clinton's policies were against us. In a plea to have every single African-American vote, he mentions that we all live in poverty. The school systems that are majority black are no good, and 58% of African-Americans don't have a job, which is, I guess, is true, but the statistic was misleading. Um, and by verbatim, he said, what do we have to lose by voting for him? How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, this election is a complete joke to me. You want to woo us and say whatever, just like Hillary took it to black vote. But yet you're still saying things about our current president. I feel like what what these two losers should do is focus on what they're trying to do correctly for us versus focusing on what each other are doing wrong as candidates. Donald Trump wanted to reach out to black people because he realized that black people are not taking him serious. He had two black people at his Michigan speech. I mean, he he sounds like he want to help African-American community, but Donald Trump is a loose cannon. He's the type of person that would be asking black people for votes and then build a wall to keep us out. Like, what do we have to lose? He said, like, man... We might have a lot. This might be pretty dangerous, you know, but he's saying all of this and he's trying to get the votes. And I, from what I've heard, you know, I, I don't understand how this is completely different from anything. In my opinion, I, I feel like it's back to who he is as a candidate. He's going to say anything to persuade people to vote for him. Um, also, like I was saying before, the the fact that he was making it was misleading because he did say 50% of African-Americans don't have a job, which is true, but he included high yeah. school. Children. So it's like... But just the way he said it, high he's school like... Has a fucking job, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, it, it doesn't matter. If you compare it to white students yeah. in high school, and we included all white students before 49%, so it's not much of a difference. And also... You have to look at who who he is as a candidate, the stuff that he said in the past, his policies, and also I don't know if you're familiar with oh, oh my god, what was it the the documentary where it was the the five uh, African Americans and Hispanic boys who were accused of raping this uh, woman in a park in New York, and he pushed for um he pushed for what is that shit called? Wait, where like where you kill the person? I I'm like blanking right now. But anyway, he pushed for this, and then they end up getting off <laughs> because like the whole situation wasn't true. And and I don't want to sound ignorant, but I I, I still feel like okay, if it was true, if, if this lady was raped, it's like I I don't feel like no one should get the capital punishment from rape, even though rape may ruin somebody's life. You're not taking someone's life unless they like mutilated someone. You you know, so you just have to think about the mentality. Yeah, but like, I don't the know. Fuck He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on to the next uh, conversation. Uh, police stopped a child in Iraq who was a suicide yeah. bomber. Um, 
is a 15-year-old suicide bomber who was in, I hope I'm not pronouncing it wrong, but it's Kukak, Iraq, on Sunday. Um, Hussein, who is a 15-year-old bomber, admits that he was an orphan and he was brainwashed by ISIS. Um, Kurdish officials also believe that Hussein is part of a sleeper cell, um, which is a group of people, um, I guess, who are trying to do one thing, trying to attack a certain situation uh, to commit terrorist attacks. And um, allegedly Hussein's friend was a suicide bomber who killed a police officer just one day prior. And also the day before, there was a child suicide bomber who killed 54 people, 20 of which were children. What do you think about that? Damn, that's a really crazy story. You know, the fact that ISIS was recruiting these young teenagers to do suicide bombings are terrifying. They don't give a damn about the people or the children, obviously. I mean, we know we don't give they don't give a damn about people. You know, it's just it's just sad. You could tell that the boy he he wanted to listen to his leader or whatever, you know, and listen to what they were telling him to do, but you can also tell that he wasn't ready to die. I feel like like pleading for help and that's why he did end up, you know, faithfully getting the help that he needed to get, but he's now in prison and this is what happened. Have you had an opportunity to watch the video? No. What was it? Tell me about the video. I haven't heard anything about the video. Okay. Well, I watched the video, and it was uh, the little, the 15-year-old boy, and then the cops, they were both holding, they were holding uh, each arm so he couldn't, you know, set the bomb off. And the cops pretty much were like, you know, if you if you uh, pull that pull that bomb, you know, we all are going to go to heaven. You know what I'm saying? So they were pretty much holding him down, but, after they was able to get the bomb off of him, they was able to slide it down or something like that. Um, he just started screaming and hollering and crying, apologizing, saying that he was sorry. And it was a deep video, especially because, like you said, a friend of his had just did a suicide bomb the day before, so you know this is real. And, it's, you know, this is really about to happen. I think, you know, it's a real crazy situation. To be in. Yeah. And then also I feel like, you know, he probably didn't even think about the circumstances, like the consequences, you know, being 15 years old, not meaning like he can right. get off. Definitely once the bombs moved, I'm sure he, he probably realized, like, damn, I really fucked up. This was so stupid. And they right. saved that boy's life. They saved his life. Yep. Anyway. They sure did. On two other fuck-ups in the world, Bill Cosby, um, <laughs> if, you are, uh, if you haven't heard recently, Monique Presley, who was the face of uh, Bill Cosby's power attorneys, power of attorneys, um, is no longer representing him. Uh, there has not been an unofficial, there has not been an official statement as to why, but this is the second lawyer to leave him within one year. Now, what do you think about that, Angelica? I'm just wondering. I'm and Monique was a black lady. If y'all don't know, if y'all are if y'all aren't familiar with the case, Monique was like the black lady who, who was like anytime it was like social media, any press, like she was the one hosting it. Just a boss, just a boss ass bitch. But she left the case. But mm-hmm. what were you saying? I'm sorry. Yes. I'm just wondering what the real issue is here because this is now, like you say, the second attorney that has left Bill Cosby legal team within the last year. 
I'm just trying to figure out, like, is he being, like, extremely psychotic, you know, being rude or disrespectful to these attorneys, or are, are the attorneys finding out things, and they're like, okay, he's going to go to jail, so I'm just going to chuck the deuces and keep it moving. Or maybe they woke up in the bed with Bill Cosby, and they couldn't find their panties, and it was just like, oh, I think I've just been raped, you know. And I can't so... deal with you. <laughs> See, that man is legally blind now. He's not raping nobody no more. <laughs> Look, you can't hurt me well, no more. I just want to know if, <laughs> right, no more. I just want to know, especially since her departure currently is unknown, why everyone is leaving this case specifically. How do you feel? In my opinion, and this is just my humble opinion, I think it's two reasons. It's either because even though she was the face, she was not the lead. So she had to follow rules. Maybe she had her own objective and what she was trying to portray, and the legal team was not trying to hear it. Or ultimately, she knew the truth um, of the fact, you know. And, and more and more, more and more situations coming about, and it's it. This man has done it, you know. And as a black woman, it's like, what do you look like representing somebody that has indeed do like? It just shows like how far. You just look like a bad person. It's just how far would you go to continue to defend somebody who clearly, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyways, um, I may have. Did you want to just do a recap of? Oh, 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 oh! I was just oh, going to say, well, did you want to do a recap of my question? Topic, but before we get to the next topic, our question of the day is: It better to be politically correct or brutally honest? And also, yes. like I'm saying, in a little bit, we will be taking calls. So if you are listening online, the number is 516-595-8282. Again, the number is 516-595-8282. Is it better to be politically correct or brutally honest? All right, so recently yeah, yeah. in Manhattan, a woman um, made a suicide attempt. No, Ryan Lochte, Ryan Lochte. Oh, Ryan Lochte, oh, shit, okay. Yes. Well, can we must discuss him. Okay, so um, an update on the whole Ryan Lochte situation. Let me go to my notes. Yes. Really quick. Um, in an interview with Matt Lauer, he did admit that he embellished the story of getting robbed in Brazil. Um, but the story does look like to have been embellished from both sides. Uh, Ryan Lochte did urinate behind the gas station. He also did damage a sign on property, but he was not held a gun to his face. Um I think he was held at gunpoint once the police officers noticed that he was trying to leave the scene. And also, um, it was said that he, what was it? Was it, I, I, I want to say, like, all in all, he's a lion sack of crap. <laughs> but no, but lies, honestly, it was like no, he, he definitely he definitely was lying, but it was lying on both sides. Like they said, he damaged the bathroom, and he didn't damage the bathroom. The bathroom was untouched, and they also looked at it to make sure, like, because you know, you come back and say that I redid the bathroom, but that might be the case. The bathroom clearly looked like if everything that was in there was old, but it wasn't no, hard. no. They also um, said then, that they 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 they. It it shows signs that the bathroom soap dispenser had been disturbed. The shelf dispenser. Huh? The, the soap dispenser. Yeah. But in the video, they 
it said that he didn't even go in the bathroom. Like, he di- they didn't go in the bathroom. Like, that's the reason why he pissed it in the bag. I don't know if he was too drunk to not realize where the fuck the bathroom was at. And then also a <laughs> person who broke up the whole situation, because they, they said the main thing was a language barrier. They couldn't understand each other. They spoke, they didn't speak any English. Ryan Lockley and his crewmen didn't speak any Portuguese. And it was it was a whole misunderstanding. He definitely was being privileged and American and fucking up some shit and feel like he can get away with it because, yeah, I'm from America. You know, we go over the country and feel like we run shit and we don't. You know, but at the same time, he still admitted like, that he over exaggerated. He did over exaggerate. Yeah. And then also everything about. as far as the way he went about the way the police officers went about getting the money for him to pay for the property, it it did kind of look like robbery. It it was just, yeah, give me fifty dollars, give whatever you got. But they have my gunpoint, that's not how you're supposed to handle it. You know, they could have t- well, I don't know if Brazil is up on, you know, Normal shit. Like they could have sent well, them a bill well, for all the damages. I've seen something today saying that he's being uh, pretty much extradited back to um, to Rio, I believe, to uh, to pretty much get his his fine. He's got to face charges based off of this story. Uh-huh. And then on top of that, he's already losing major deals and sponsorships. He lost a one million dollar deal. Endorsements uh, such as Ralph Lauren and Speedo USA. You know he's gonna he's summoned to Rio for the hearing on the gas station incident with Brazil Justice Department. So it's a mm-hmm. wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> so he can say that they can say I'm serious. They can say that they wasn't doing all of that. They admitted to pissing and damaging the sign at the gas station. But like they say also on the news that. Um, the soap dispenser was broken and also a mirror. So I don't know. I, I, I last week y'all heard me give them the benefit but of the it, doubt. Could it have, yeah. have been Brazilian authorities because they said a reporter, an American reporter, had had went back to the scene to look at everything and the bathroom was fine. They didn't fix that shit today. Mm-hmm. And like they were saying, the, the stuff clearly looked used. It didn't look like it was new and replaced. You know what I'm saying? They well, both embellished. Yeah, we he was fucked up and going over there and doing what he did, but at the same time, they made the situation look worse than what it was. Oh, oh both ends. Oh, both ends. So I'm not, <laughs> We're going to have to know, keep up, up with this story, story you know. definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, speaking of flow. Well, you, you said speaking of flow. Yeah. Ain't that what you just said? They both flow? No. <laughs> but because <laughs> I, I would feel kind of bad describing this story as slow, like you know, you don't know what she was going through. But a woman in Manhattan recently uh, attempted suicide. Uh, neighbors said they saw the woman uh, jumping from a fifth-story man uh, window in her apartment. Uh, she landed two stories down, naked, on the air conditioner. Wendy says that she was hesitant to jump, but she finally decided to jump. Her mother also was holding a grip onto her, but she ended up losing control. When she landed, she was basically saying, you know, to pray to God and to leave negativity out of your house and all this other stuff. What do you think about that, Angelica? The fact that she's still alive is crazy. Like, how do you, how is that possible, jumping out of a building 
and then landed on the air conditioner and just you're a okay, not hurt or anything, but it's either she was crazy because you know what I'm saying she was naked and jumping out of a window, or obviously something was seriously wrong with her mentally because the police stated that they're not going to release her name and also stated that she's not expected to be charged with a crime. So if she was in her right mind, then that's somebody who will be charged with the crime. But I feel like because she's not being charged as of right now, you know, from what's been expected, then, you know, something, she probably has some real psychiatric issues. And she's being taken currently, I believe, or she's probably there already, obviously, uh, <laughs> um, to a hospital for treatment or evaluation. So, it's it's crazy. That's scary. How you feel? I, I would say, I, I would say the same thing. She definitely, to me, it seemed like she had mental issues uh, for just from the stuff that she was stating after the fact. And then also blessings upon blessings because I feel like once people realize if they did get the chance to live after a suicide attempt, I think you would realize how dumb of, dumb of a person you are for, for doing that. Maybe not everyone, but I feel like for the most part, you realize, damn, I fucked up. What was I doing? A lot of times people don't get to see yeah. that. And then I know this is insensitive, but did you see her body? And I'm gay, but that was a bad bitch. Her body was tight. Did you see Did you see that or no? Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't. No. <laughs> No, I was like, oh, my God, this bitch got ass. Like, she better do it. Like, she was a pretty girl, but, you know, I don't know. (laughs) You're so silly. (laughs) You are so goofy, No, I ain't I'm going to have to go back and watch that video. Well, I didn't see the video. I was just looking at the pictures. But she, yeah, her body was tight. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, You funny. Next up. And also in New York, uh, Broadway star Marcus Bellamy uh, killed his boyfriend in the post situation on Facebook. A uh, 27-year-old uh, strangled his boyfriend. And after he strangled his boyfriend, he confessed. Well, he didn't confess. He just left left a bunch of uh, cryptic messages on his Facebook account um, saying how uh, hate and love is the same emotion uh, he also trained to Lucifer, and he also told his neighbor, who eventually did tell the police. What do you think about that? <clears throat> I thought the whole article was crazy. Like, Alma pretty much contradicts himself. Like you said, he was stating that he did everything for love, but at the end of the day, he's posting on Facebook that he's God. Like, choose one or another. You murdered somebody. And on top of that, even though these other incidents had nothing to do with violence, but he was in, involved in four other um, arrests prior to killing his boyfriend, which to me sounds like a loose cannon. You know, I just feel really sad. Lots of people are in domestic relationships and never say anything about it. I just wonder, like, what was the brawl over? Why did you feel like you needed to kill him? Like, what took you over the edge? I'm definitely interested in hearing more of this story. They didn't say. They didn't say. Yeah, I know. Was. They didn't specify but, on no, that. It, there yeah, is they don't no have more. Yeah. Unless a motherfucker gets you like HIV. Yeah, I would attempt to say right. <laughs> You know, you have, you have to think about this shit in like, you know, the gay community. And it's bad to say, but that's shit you have to think about. Like, yeah, like I would yeah. attempt to kill your ass if you gave me STD I can't get rid of, you know. But anything else, it, it's not that point. It, it, especially... For, I, was, I was reading his credits and all the stuff that he has accomplished. Like, he's a lead dancer at one play. He was off on television. You know, for you to go that far. Yeah, I think that's left the situation. 
It's ridiculous. But he sounded like he was crazy. Nigga playing a Lucifer. Like, that's some psycho-ass shit. That is some right. psycho shit. Have you ever thought about how scary that would be? To be around somebody <laughs> sitting there praying a Lucifer? Like, if you say you don't believe mm-hmm. in God, or you don't believe in the higher power, that's one thing. But to actually say that you believe in the devil, like, like you worship right. the devil. Stop being, stop being crazy. Stop being, stop being a psychopath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On to a less intense domestic dispute, uh, Tamar and Vince. Uh, no, I, I just feel it's really fucked up. Uh, so to say, Tamar and Vince recently got into a heated argument that ended with Vince biting Tamar's finger to the point it bled. Uh, the exchange was proved to be true uh, with the recent release of the 911 tape of Tamar <laughs> calling the police. Vince fled the scene before in a taxi before police came, and Tamar refused treatment from EMS. The next day, the two were spotted in LAX holding hands. And yeah. Mm. Okay, so again with the domestic disputes, it's pretty disturbing. What type of grown ass man bites a woman on her hand and draw blood? I mean. I don't think that he thought her hand was like some type of turkey or something, but oh my <laughs> that God. is ridiculous, seriously. <laughs> He's way too humongous to be doing all of that. Like, yes, entirely too big to be biting people. I feel like I want to lay him on my lap and tear that ass up as if I would do my child because biting is something that children do. Like, once again, though, I just feel like this type of domestic dispute has been going on for quite some time, and it was also stated that this has been happening. And I just don't understand why some people still want to be in abusive relationships. Like, what is it, loyalty years? Like, I heard someone mention that they should try and work it out for Logan. I disagree. If you're being physically harmed, you owe it to yourself to end a relationship before it ends you. This is your life, and y'all got to live. Y'all like the way y'all got to live. Y'all got to put on no face for us. We just outside looking in. And celebrities pretend so much to be perfect, but Everyone goes through their things. We all know that. So don't put on a face for people, especially because you don't want anyone to get hurt. But I really feel like at this point in time in their life, they really need to talk about what they need to do in their relationship at this moment. Um, I agree with you. I don't don't know, you know, what would be the proper way to go about a a situation like that. Definitely domestic abuse is not okay. And she is giving me situations that I've seen before. You, you know, somebody that does well, a beautiful girl that that's with someone that does well, and you kind of just put up with the shit because you feel like the best way in life is to be a beautiful fool, you know, and not act like and not <laughs> the fool. You know, do you get what I'm saying? It, it's better to be yeah. with this guy and have all the things that I'm doing, even though sometimes he may put his hands on me or he may talk a little reckless compared to, you know, struggling. You know, he's opened a lot of doors for her, and she may feel like she owe him. I don't know the situation, but at the same time, the nigga's clearly crazy. If they only go to the point of biting their finger, right. she said this is not the first right. time that this has happened. Mm. So I wish him the best. I, 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 I do wish him the best. On mm. to other craziness. Yeah. Did you, you know, want to do the recap of our question? Yeah, we can. Yeah, uh, really quick. Um, is it better to be politically correct or brutally honest 
We will be taking calls shortly. Shortly. Yeah. The number is 516-595-8282. Again, the number is 516-595-8282. Is it better to be politically correct or brutally honest? Or brutally honest. Yes. And on to the craziness in your neck of the woods in Milwaukee. You just got me looking psycho. You know, I'd be embarrassed to say I'm from Milwaukee now. I feel like <laughs> I look a little, a little weirder when I say that shit, dog. Like, but update on the situation. Do people really know, though? Do people really know? Because when we was in Vegas, everybody asked us, oh, where are you from? We'd be like, we're from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee what? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They ain't hearing about none of this stuff. They don't care. Yeah, it's half and half because I used to be like that. Like, have you ever heard of it? And some people say no. But as of recently, I've met several people that are from Wisconsin or the Milwaukee area or they have family in Milwaukee oh, or yeah. just from the Midwest in general. But, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee is a major city. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. But also, okay, update on the situation. Uh Milwaukee veteran police officers have been hired to investigate the Sable Smith case. Um, the body camera, however, won't be released until after the police officer receives verdict of his, if he is being convicted of murder or not. Uh, two of the three body cameras have been seen, and it does show Seville Smith pointing the gun at police before he is shot. Um, the state representative who, who is from the area, Sherman Park, where rioting at what's happening, uh, he urged the Milwaukee police to turn the case over to the Department of Justice because of the conflict of interest and also the lack of transparency in the case. They're also saying that the picture of the alleged police officer has been released on the Internet because people, I guess, who grew up with the boys know who he is. And his family is receiving death threats and all this other blah 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 blah. <laughs> what do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, I feel like the way you made the story sound like I'm like disagreeing with that sound of the story because I feel like something fishy is going on here. Like you need to. We talked about this last week. We mentioned that mm-hmm. the huge riot in Milwaukee that that you know the killing of Bill Smith had caused um, happened last. Happened a little while ago, and then they mentioned that he was a gangbanger, and that you know the black community is ruined uh, com- the community over this thug, but the police didn't want to release the body cam video footage. And I just feel like if he just gains the thug piece of crap that everybody um, and, and is making him out to be, why not let us see what he did so these people can stop acting like crazy? In retort, they caused him pretty much. They stated that. Uh, he pointed the gun at the cops, which caused him to lose his life. But the cops are making up so many excuses to rectify the actions of the cops, stating that the body cam is just one piece of evidence of several pieces, which led me to personally believe that this was, in fact, a murder case and not a self-defense case. Then he says that you can receive a narrow and a glimpse of the overall picture. Like, no, nah, something strange is going on. But once the footage is released, is going to be possibly an uproar, especially since he stated that he can tell. He said, I can tell you that now that viewing the body uh, cam footage will not answer all your questions. Well, release it, and we'll be the judge of that information. That's how I feel about it. I just can't wait for the video to be released. That is an interesting objective because it does make sense. 
it does seem like they're trying to cover up stuff before it can be persuasive to the judge that is convicting him as far as public opinion. But at the same time, it sounds like even though he could have went a different route of killing him, he was justified at killing him. I, I actually had a conversation uh, on the way back to my house uh, with the Uber driver who was a former police officer. He, he was up there basically just trying to, you know, just do some busy work. So he was like Ubering or whatever, like being like this Uber driver. But he mm-hmm. told me as far as the police brutality, he, in his situation, he said he's never – work with people that he felt like would judge people, but at the same time, you do go into situations intense. And he says with the Milwaukee case, yeah. he does feel like the police officer was justified in killing him. But other cases, like the Philando Castile and um, the Alton Sterling, he did share sympathy and said that they should have been charged with murder. So I... I yeah. Where his head was at, and I, I can't understand. You know, you could have went a different way about it, but if, if a motherfucker is pointing a gun at you, what what the fuck are you gonna do? Any, any normal person, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But also, I, I do agree with the state representative. It is a lack of transparency, transparency, and also with it being so many people, they said it's a hundred um, different detectives that can use to investigate the case. Why do you have to choose the one from Milwaukee? It could be a certain Code of conduct right. to where that you know it, it could be like his brotherhood. No matter it could be because they're trying to say that it can be a person who is a veteran overlooking the case who has not been in the Milwaukee Police Force in all these years, but it's like still you know what went on, what goes on, you know some of the same people. No matter if you say it or not, so it just looks like mm, you're trying to cover some shit up. I, I don't think it's okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, on, on to Prince. We're going to keep up with that story, too, y'all. We're going to keep y'all up with that story, too. Yeah, because that's interesting to me. That's that's interesting to me. So, so okay. it's a whole yeah. uh, mislabeling scandal with him. They said that a very powerful opioid mm. uh, by the name of Fentanyl, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, was found in his um it was in aspirin and vitamin C bottles. Even though Prince tested negative for drugs in his autopsy, the day he died could have been his first time taking it, uh, which is why it may not have shown up in him. And they also said that fentanyl is fifty times more potent than heroin. And the bottles were found in a suitcase. In a suitcase he often carried. What do you think about that? You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised because lots of famous individuals that were out in the 70s did cocaine and weed, and just because it was the thing to do back in the day. But I, mm-hmm. but fentanyl, like that's that's a hell of a dangerous drug. It's unknown though. Like um, as far as from what I read, if Prince actually knew, like you just stated, that he was taking those pills, but he could have accidentally overdosed because I think that he knew. Um, I think that he knew. I think yeah. Um, it was also stated that um, he he didn't how like pretty much they're trying to figure out how he obtained the pill anyways because he had no record of any controlled substance uh, any kind of prescriptions for a controlled substance over the past year prior to his overdose and then they also said that he died from a fentanyl overdose. I didn't know that he was found unresponsive in an elevator though, so that was 
Like, whoa. And like you said, that's crazy because it is uh, 50 times stronger than heroin and like 100 times more potent than morphine. So it's real dangerous. A little, nigga. A lot of dangerous. A lot of dangerous. I said, I didn't say a little. I said it's real dangerous. <laughs> oh, I was going to say a little dangerous. No, it's real dangerous. Yeah. That's, yeah. To me, it sounded Man, like he, he, he was carrying that shit around. He definitely was using it. And, and he didn't realize the situation he was getting into. Addiction is just a horrible thing, you know. If you notice, yeah. if you notice that shit in people, definitely admit your loved ones. Say something. I think that's the moral of the story. It's, it's just a cautionary tale. Like, don't ignore him. Because all the time right. he's been addicted he's to painkillers for years, if you see that shit and you really care about somebody, let them know it's not okay and that they should seek some help. Um, like, that's all <laughs> I really have to say about it. For real, that's all I really have to say. Yeah. Y'all, also, uh, just uh, as a recap, our question of the day, is it better to be politically correct or brutally honest? Is it better to be politically correct or brutally honest and our um, guest call-in is 516-595-8. We got a couple more topics for you all. Then we're going to start taking uh, answers. So Drake and Meek Mill's beat. Y'all know we mentioned last week about the Drake uh, and Meek Mill's beat and how Drake pretty much, uh, excuse me, how Meek Mill's mentioned that he spoke with Jay-Z and he told him to stay off that Internet beat. Blah, blah, blah. Now, it's been a year, about a year, since Drake and Meek first started beefing, and then it slowed down for a few months, but then a few, obviously, and recently, just picked back up. According to TMZ, after Drake learned that he was going to perform um, in Philadelphia, Meek camp, his camp, his posse, put out phone calls to various nightclubs asking him not to allow Drake to host an after party. After learning about this, Drake pretty much called him out during a show just recently, August 21st in Philadelphia, by performing his diss track back-to-back. It's, as of now, uncertain if the nightclubs they listen, but Drake did not stick around in Philly to throw any parties. So you tell me, what you think, why do you think that happened? Like, tell me what you think, and I'll tell you what I think. I think it's a bunch of pettiness. I, I think it's it's just getting to a point where, you know, you mad, you don't fuck with a nigga, but everybody else around you is hyping you up, and they're going to hype you up to get your ass beat. You know, I, I don't know on the side who really got them hands, but it just gets to a point where it's not even that necessary. It's not. It's no longer hip-hop beef. Like, y'all really are beefing. Like, y'all really have issues, man. We don't need another Tupac Biggie situation where somebody's getting off. It's not going to get that serious. It better not get that serious. I mean, he may not get that serious on Drake end because they were saying he le- he had police <laughs> with him and he left the scene pretty quickly. Yeah, and they did he say that. Like yeah. smart, he, he does seem like a smart, calculated nigga. So maybe not on Drake end. But me, <laughs> just, he's mad. He's mad he has a point to prove. And he needs to let that shit go. you too rich for that. you with one of the most beautiful women in the hip-hop industry, if not the most beautiful woman. And you rich yourself. What the fuck are you doing, dog? Like, what point do you have to prove? Like, do, do you see who I'm with? That's all you got to say. Do you see what I'm sitting on? <laughs> what will people think, dog? Honestly. What do you think? Meek Mills, Meek Mills is a kunta kanta. 
Like, you have nothing else to do. Why are you making such an effort to stop him from shining? Drake didn't do that to him. He just shitted on Meek and kept it moving by performing back-to-back. But Meek is taking time to call places and stop Drake from performing. That's some weak-ass shit to me. And it's a damn shame that Drake had to be under police protection due to Meek's ignorance and his irresponsibility. But I don't, I just don't understand how he can say he never let Drake get to him. But, oh, pretty much I talked to Jay-Z about this and not about that, but you know, now you up there pulling some third-grade shit. He a punk bitch for that one. I don't like that. That's weak. Yeah. So, yeah. He definitely was whack for that. He, he definitely was whack for that. I, I don't want no problem, but he needs to let that shit go. Because <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me don't seem like he's not like that nigga. Remember, I ain't fuck with you. I ain't been fuck with you since 2011. So, if you see you, like, don't try to fight your ass. Like, nigga, let it go. It, it was 2011. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, you being real dramatic. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he he finally he finally got his his, his big man his big man draws on. He's like, I'm ready. I'm ready, man. Right, okay. I'm ready to get at him. Like, bro, it's over. He wasn't even thinking about him. He's talking about Joe Button. And now here you come out the woodworks trying to get some shine. Boy, bye. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, um, what, you know Meek Mill give me? He give me that nigga that keep trying to fight after you beat their ass. Like, have you, have you ever been in a fight like, 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 you know you fuck somebody's shit up and they still want to keep trying to fight your ass? Like, let this shit go. I'm yes, sure. yes. I'm done now. Funny. I'm trying to fight I've seen those fights. I don't want to fight your ass time I see you. I just want you to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like, that's it. Let it go. Like, you being real good, man. Right. <laughs> Y'all, on to our uh, next topic, Birdman and Cash Money ordered to pay millions to songwriters. They jacked. So according to TMZ, Lil Wayne and Cash Money sampled a handful of songs from veteran songwriters, and they're now looking for, obviously, financial compensation for those tracks that was used in an amount of about $3.3 million. Um, that's a lot of money. <laughs> the songs, or some of the songs in questions that they're uh, talking about, Lloyd, Duet with Lil Wayne, I Want You, and even like a popular British rock group from the 80s, their song is You Samples True by like Spandu Bellot or Ballet. <laughs> but yeah, and several more songs. Um, all in all, Wayne has also filed a $40 million lawsuit against Cash Money parent company, Universal Music Group, alleging that the company withheld millions of dollars in royalty payments following the success of Drake. Nicki Minaj, and Tyga. However, as of right now, no resolution regarding either lawsuit has been reached. How do you feel about that topic? That shit is psycho. I definitely I definitely feel it has some truth to it. You know. Me too. I, I feel like when you get to a certain point, I do feel like Birdman has been. You know, he got, he lawyered the fuck up and, you know, he has people signing these psycho-ass contracts and you know, he's giving a little bit, you know, Cadillac Escalade and keeping them happy. And I, I mean, <laughs> I can see the whole situation, you know, but when you got to start paying all that coin, are you ready? Are you ready for it? <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> are, are you ready? You're paying $3 million, no matter if you do got $100 million, shit. Paying $3 million at one time, mm-hmm. I know that shit is hippies. I know he mad about that shit. Mm-hmm. 
What are you thinking? I think it's about I think it's about time that someone lit fire under Birdman's eyes. Like, what do you think that was going to happen here? No resolution once again regarding a lawsuit has been reached. But bitch, better have my money. Like, he better pay up. Couldn't <laughs> and wouldn't have been me. We've been hearing about this for a little while now. You know, with Wayne saying that he owes money for this and owes money for that. Like, that's pathetic. Seems to me that he needs an accountant or someone who can fully manage his funds correctly because he's messing all the way up. Birdman better put some respect on them dollars he owes. That's all I know. <laughs> I can't deal with your asteroid. <laughs> I'm serious. He better stop playing. Okay, give the last Yeah, we got <laughs> You wanna um well we got one more topic to talk about y'all tonight and then after that then we're gonna get into our question of the day and our answers. So we're gonna talk about Usain Bolt. Now, y'all know who Usain Bolt is. He is a uh sprinter in the Olympic an Olympic, excuse me. Um he celebrated his thirtieth birthday at a nightclub. Um and pretty much it was the end of the sprinter's third and apparent, and pretty much apparently the final Olympics where he won another three gold medals. So pretty much he's one of the greatest sprints of all time. But like I said, he went to a nightclub, and the nightclub was called, I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly, De Broncos Alberta. And he went to greet his fans and, you know, have some fun. Now, he has a girlfriend of two years at home in Jamaica, which he calls his first lady. Um, But he was seen on a website early Sunday morning around 7 a.m. in bed with a 20-year-old student named J.D. Durant. Uh, Durant, I believe. I'm going to just say Durant. That's what he looks like. Um, And pretty much, like I said, it curled up at 7 a.m. now. She pretty much went online and stated that the pictures left her mortified and it's very negative and she never wanted to be famous and she's dying of shame. But then revealed it wasn't a big deal and it was normal and she'd rather not talk about it in order not to complicate matters, but it's normal. And I'm just, I have so many opinions about this. However, his woman, Taylor, had an opportunity to see these photos that she posted and took online, and she stated, you traded your life with a goddess for a one-night fling with someone who would never even come close? I can't. Bogus, what you think about that? He had a hell of a night, huh? No, it wasn't worth his relationship. I definitely feel like he's feeling himself. You know you're saying? He's been getting a lot of positive attention in the media, so, you know, he was on his... You know, I, I'm God shit, and he had to realize. I don't know if it's to the point of where his girl should leave him. You know, I, mm-hmm. not being ignorant, but I just think, like, you know, she just needs to cuss his ass out one good time, go fuck another nigga, another boss with more money than you saying, and come back <laughs> to his ass. You know what I'm saying? But. No, no. You don't what, know. What, how do you feel? How do you feel? <laughs> Man, Usain Bolt got it popping. He celebrated like it was 1999 without a care in the world. His 30th birthday party. No, and that's damn, that's he, that's he cheated on his girlfriend. Did, did, you see, did you see what he was 
Right. Yeah, that she was white. Two thousand two hundred several different women But yeah. I don't know, like he did the most, like and I just felt like the other chick, she up there telling us how she's mortified, like clearly you're not mortified. You took the photos and posted the photos. What are you talking about? Like, I clearly see you in the photo. She Don't wanted that picture. She wanted that picture, but she didn't want negative attention. She was like, ooh, girl, ooh, ooh. Like, he going to wipe your ass up. I don't know You're why. Right. I don't know why. He's not going to wipe. They're He's never... ludicrous. That's what these bitches got to learn. You side chicks. <laughs> They're never going to leave their wives. Don't tell fuck fool. And even if they, if they wife leave you, they're going to fuck you till they find an ex. Just worthy of being their wife, and it's not you. <laughs> it's better to be okay. <laughs> On to question of the day. Is it yes. better to be politically correct or brutally honest? Angelica, is it better to be politically mm-hmm. correct or brutally honest? We have 10 minutes left in the show, by the way. Okay. I just depends. I, I feel like it depends. Personal, as far as personal goes, uh, you know, if I'm talking to my sister, or, you know, family or something like that, then I'm going to be brutally honest because they need to hear the exact truth and what other people are going to feel out there. If I'm talking in a professional environment, then I'm going to be professional. I'm going to be politically correct. And I'm going to make sure that anything that I say has facts behind it. So that's pretty much just how I feel about that in particular. How about you? I would say the exact same thing. I definitely feel like somebody that you actually care about you have to keep it real with their ass. Like, even if they hurt their they feelings or not, hurt my fucking feelings. Sometimes, if I'm in the fucking wrong, tell me I'm in the fucking wrong. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't cover yeah. because that shit is whack. Ain't, ain't that worse than a fucking yes-ass man. Like, I'm sorry. But if it's somebody, like you said, that I work with, somebody I don't really don't fuck with like that, at the same time, I'm going to be honest, but I'm not going to give you my opinion unless you ask for it. If you ask me, you know what I'm saying, is, do I look crazy in this shirt? Then I'll be like, uh, yeah, I don't think that's for you. But if you look crazy in the shirt and I'll fuck with you like that, I'm just going to let you walk around and look crazy in the damn shirt. Like, that's just what it is because I don't fuck with you like that. <laughs> but the reason why right. I, like, I asked because I was listening to this interview with Aerie Spears, who's one of my favorite comedians. He was on The Breakfast Club, and he was saying during his Mad TV days, the lady who played Miss Lana, her name slips on mine, uh, but she was making it racist comments on the show like she would make them like all the time and she had she said one time like I guess she had black under her fingernails so she was like ooh it look like I got raped by a nigger or some shit like that like she, the bitch would just say dumb ass shit dog and I used to like Miss Swan by the way I can't fuck with that bitch now um but she said that him and Deborah Wilson who is I don't know if you watched uh Matt TV but but Bunifa Latifa Alifa Sharifa Jackson, they went to the heads of the studio to tell them, like, this was supposed to be going on with the set, like, the bitch is doing this. But it came back looking like they were being troublemakers on the set. So it's just like, what point do you, you know what I'm saying, sacrifice who you are and just be the bigger person? You know, this is not right. Like, that's, that's just an honest question I have. We're going to take some calls right now. Uh, is it better to be brutally honest or politically correct? Um, we have a 414, uh, 499 is the start of the code. And you should hear, like, a mute or something button. Like, you, it, they're going to definitely let you know, like, when you're live. So, yeah, 414, 
Next number, we have a 786 is the area code. 307 is the first three digits. Hello? Hey. Yeah. Hey, why, hey. Why, is it, why is it better to be politically correct or... Is it better, is it better to, to be, be politically correct or brutally honest? Yes. <laughs> um, honestly, I think brutally honest. You think what? Okay. Brutally honest. Why is that? People have to hear the truth. I mean, whether it hurts them or not, you know, you can't, they can't live in a world where everybody's lying to them. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's okay. true. Thank you so well, thank much. You. Thank You're you so much. You're very welcome. And it's- All right. Next number, uh, 414. Um, first three letters. I mean, first three numbers, 573. We got seven minutes left in the show. Uh, why is it better to be politically correct? I mean, I keep saying, I keep fucking it up. Is it better to be politically correct than brutally honest? 414573, what's up? Hello? Um, hello. Yeah. I think that it is better to be honest because, I mean, people like to hear what they want to hear, but it's important for them to hear what they need to hear. Okay. All right. All All right. right. Thank Thank you you so much for that. All right. And we're going to be taking one more caller. Um, 414, uh, the first three numbers is 699. Is it better to be politically correct or brutally honest? You are on the air. Hello? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. ma'am. Hi. Okay. Okay. Hello, everybody. Hello, you all. I love y'all station. I love everything y'all do. But anyway, I think it's um, politically <laughs> um, correct. Politically correct. Because you know what? um. People got feelings like he might have a daughter or a sister or a mother on a diet. And, you know, we want to hurt their mother's feelings like, mom, you know, you know, trying to lose weight. And they come to me saying, mom, you're not losing no weight. You're getting fat as fuck. And uh, we just let you want to know about this. You know, I mean, it could be anything. You, your wife might be pregnant and stuff. And, you know, you're, she's already crying all the time. And she's a girl, baby, do I look bad? Do I look this? Oh, baby, you look sweet. So, you know, it depends. You know, it really just depends, you know. So it depends on the situation. Yeah. Everybody ain't hardcore, you know, harsh and just mean, like, fuck it, you look fat, you look ugly, you know. So somebody got to be able to say, darling, you're doing good. You look all right. You losing some weight. Yeah. You, you have a long period weight. Lie to me, baby. Lie to me. Thank you. I understand that, though. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for that. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. You're welcome. All right. Angelica, did you want to get into the confession? What's your confession? My confession is I'm just so sick of people sometimes. Like, I go to work today, and everything is going okay, and my manager calls me in the office, and I'm thinking, why is he calling me in the office? And he tells me I can't wear shorts. Okay, these shorts are down to my knees, and I just don't understand why out of all this time, this is like the first time ever. I wear shorts all the time. I wear skirts and all of that stuff. For So for him to call me into the office, like, oh, yeah, and he was embarrassed about it. Like somebody mentioned something to him. He was like, I'm sorry. I feel weird even talking to you about this, but we have a policy. We can't have shorts. You can have skirts. And I'm thinking, 
I just seen this chick with the with these this skirt that's higher than her thighs almost panties showing like and you're talking about long shorts. It just really upset me, but you know I got over it because I'm happy. I still got a job, and that's all that matters. So, what is your confession? My confession is just really simple. I feel like I say this all the time, but I feel like as a whole, people tend to make me uncomfortable. And it's it's weird saying that because I'm a bartender. I guess like I turn it on, turn it off. But I notice like sometimes like when I when I have to come into a situation. I get really nervous. Like, do you ever get really nervous when you're around people you don't know? I feel like you wouldn't. No, I get only time I get nervous is like during interviews. But if it's some people I don't know, I don't really care. Especially like if I yeah, got a see, drink in my system, I really I don't care at all. <laughs> you go from not. I don't. I really don't care. I'm I'm I'm, I'm focused and nervous. I'm watching my surroundings, but I do not care. Like I don't care yeah. what they look like. I don't. It's no bother to me. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with, like, looks or anything. It's just, like, as a whole, and I guess that's why I have, like, a small group of friends, but it's just, like, people I don't know, I really just get uncomfortable by. And I and I turn on, like, this, like, <laughs> you know, social butterfly. So, like, if you don't really know me, you'll be like, oh, he's so nice, like, he's so cool. Like, but I'll be nervous as fuck if I don't know you like that. Like, I, I don't know why I really <laughs> talk about that, but honestly, like, it's the weirdest shit. But we have three minutes left in the show. Angelica, was there anything else you wanted to say? Um, well, yeah, before we end the show, if you know anyone that need a resume, sweet, created, need some job resources, cover letter, reliable references, contact Rice Resumes by looking at Rice Resumes on any social media site for more information. Milwaukee residents, if you know someone in need of a house cleaning, store clean out, or elderly help with cleaning, or possible weekly cleaning service done, Contact Angela's Cleaning Business, 414-897-0833 for more information. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in on our show today. You can expect to hear from us next Thursday, September 1st, yes, at 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern, September next week, Thursday. <laughs> Where the year is almost over. But um, if you want to ask us questions or send us any of your confessions, send us an email at confessions to us at gmail dot com. Jen, is there anything that you'd like to add? I just wanted to touch on that. This year has been going by so fucking fast. Like, I it's really over. Twenty one. <laughs> After you turn twenty one, it's just like, yeah, like life just runs fast, your ass. Like I'm twenty five, and I swear I don't remember nothing. Like. It is the craziest shit. <laughs> um, but I just want to thank you all so yeah. much for tuning in. Like, I really appreciate it. We have not gotten any official confessions yet, but definitely send yeah. letters in. You can be completely anonymous. It's same with the callers. Like we try not to say like names. Unless you shout out, you know, fuck with us, you know who we are and you know, definitely shout us out. I mean and say who you are is fine. But if you wanna be anonymous, if you wanna keep safe some real shit, like it is definitely fine. Like the secrets between us. We family. I love y'all. My little sisters and brothers, and I love you. Come, come, okay? <laughs> but thank you so much, y'all, for telling yeah. me honestly. Yes, I'm your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your co-host, Joe Mosby, and you are listening to Confession Confession Session. session. You, know, you think you're funny. You See you think next you're funny. week. Bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. 
We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamraz. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. And while there are issues we all need to face. We don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4. We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamraz. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. And while there are issues we all need to face. We don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4.